Welcome to Feminine Fitness, a podcast for women that want to make simple shifts in their fitness and nutrition that make a big difference. I'm your host, Joelle, and I've been a health and fitness coach for over a decade. I teach women how to look and feel vibrant every day with workouts, food, and mindset changes that support feminine hormone cycles. Each episode, I will give simple tips that are easy to implement that align your goals with cycle syncing. If you feel like achieving your health and fitness goals is always a fight against your body, I want to help you stop the struggle and work with your body. I'm so glad you're here and welcome to today's episode. All right, guys, welcome to today's episode. I'm so excited and so grateful that my friend Lauren Francois is here on the show with me today because she has played a pivotal role in my personal struggle with my weight and my health and fitness goals. And you'd think that me as a health and fitness coach, I wouldn't have a hard time with my body image, my weight or things like that. But after having my second son, I was so wrapped up in the number on the scale. I hired Lauren, who is my friend in real life. She's also a coach on my team of Misfit Republic coaches. And when she launched her mindset business, I was like, I know that what's holding me back from my goals in all areas of my life is my mindset. And in particular with my fitness goals, you guys know I consistently work out. I eat really healthy. And I was like, what is going on with my body? I started thinking it was a bunch of different food sensitivities. And I started looking into, obviously you guys know the whole situation with hormones, but I'm like, I know that my mindset is playing a big role in this. So I have Lauren here with me today to talk to you guys about what the heck does mindset have to do with weight loss or a health and fitness goal in general? So, hey, Lauren, welcome, to the, <laughs> welcome to the show and take it away, my friend. You can even share parts of my personal experience on this podcast with you as my mentor through this. How, do, like, what the heck does our mindset and the thoughts that we're having and the things that we're saying to ourselves, either consciously or subconsciously, have to do? with achieving a weight loss goal or a health and fitness goal? So first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, Mindset often, not often, pretty much all the time gets overlooked. So we get so focused on doing. So we get so focused on the activities, you know, we have to work out, we have to eat well, and then we do those things And we don't see results or we do those things for a while and then we fall off track. You know, it's that whole yo-yo dieting thing. And so often women just think, oh, well, you know, I don't have the motivation or, you know, the workouts aren't working or the nutrition isn't working. And we just look at the things we're doing. But in reality, our minds are our most powerful tools. So our thoughts and our beliefs create our reality from an energetic standpoint, from a scientific standpoint, and from the way that our brains actually process information. So if this is the first time you've ever heard of that, welcome. (laughs) Your mind is incredibly powerful. It's amazing once you start learning about this, just how your brain works and And from a scientific standpoint, how uh, your thoughts and beliefs create your reality. But if you've never heard of the law of attraction, the law of attraction basically states that like attracts 
like. And that's where these sayings of what you focus on is what you draw into your life, what you focus on expands, come into play. It's because that from a scientific standpoint, from like an atomic level standpoint, our focus actually creates the reality that we're experiencing. Now, the way our brains work and process information is there's so much information coming at us on a day-to-day basis. There's actually no way for us to process all of that. And so our brains have to filter that information. The way our brains filter information and decide what we become aware of is based on our thoughts and our beliefs. So our external environment has to match our internal environment. Our brains do not like incongruence. They have to be the same. So whatever you're thinking, that's what you have to experience in your reality in order for your brain to be okay. And so once you understand this, you can start thinking about, okay, my reality is actually a reflection of what is going on inside of me. It's a reflection of the thoughts I'm thinking, the beliefs I have, the stories I've created about how weight and nutrition and life and business all work for me. And that is a really different way of thinking than we've been exposed to for so long. So I always like to quote the Santa Claus. It's so funny that the the movie, the Santa Claus has such profound knowledge, but I was watching the Santa Claus with my kids this past Christmas. And this little elf girl was talking to Tim Allen, who's Santa. And she said, Santa seeing isn't believing believing is seeing. And I was like, oh my gosh, like truths of the universe in the Santa Claus. We always think that in order to believe something is possible, we have to see it first. But the reality is in order to see something, we have to believe it first. And so what I often see in health and fitness and specifically with the weight loss is we get so focused on what is not happening. You've been there. I'm not at that weight. I'm not at that weight. I'm not at that weight. This is not working. This is not working. I can't stick to a workout program. Gosh, beating yourself up because you had that treat. Those are all very negative thoughts, very negative beliefs, very negative emotions. And what we do when we're in that constant state of thinking that way is we're actually just perpetuating that. We're actually just creating more of that in our reality. And so in order for our physical experience to change, first, our internal experience has to change, which means first, we have to shift the thoughts and the beliefs. Yeah. And how I can think of this so practically in my own journey was after having my second son and noticing my weight was hanging on, I started telling myself that story over and over again. I'm struggling to lose weight the second time. I'm struggling to lose weight the second time. My body is working against me and my body's working against me. And then when I started working you, I started realizing that type of banter I was saying in my mind is creating a belief. And when I acknowledged it, it brought into light me writing a new belief. And you guys hear me say all the time on my podcast, like work with your body instead of against your body. And that was one of the new beliefs that I rewrote for myself. Once I acknowledge like, holy cow, I'm the one saying I'm struggling with my weight. 
I'm the one saying that this is hard. I'm the one saying my body isn't making changes or progress. But then I was like, how do I want this to be something that I can get behind? Because if I was just like, oh, I'm at my perfect body right now, I, my mind wouldn't have believed that. But what I could believe is I'm going to start working with my body instead of against my body. And when I started operating in that belief, instead of my body's working against me, I'm fighting to lose this weight. This is really hard. Like I'm fluctuating. My weight's not like I'm hanging on to weight. Once I let go of those stories and replace them with, I am starting to work with my body. I'm not working against my body. I'm working with my body that story led to the catalyst of a lot of physical changes coming through. Mm -hmm. And that's a good point. So as you start to recognize these thoughts, you know, these, these negative thoughts, these negative stories that you're telling yourself and you start thinking, okay, what's, what's the new story that I'm going to tell myself so often people go to women go to like the end goal, like you said of like, well, I'm at my goal weight. Like is the new belief I'm at my goal weight? No, not if you cannot get your belief around that. So the most important thing is that you're telling yourself a new story that you can believe. So sometimes that means baby stepping your belief. So it's not, I'm at my goal weight. It's my body's starting to respond to my workouts. My body's starting to respond to my workouts. I am beautiful. Even just the way you talk to yourself in the mirror. So looking in the mirror, I am beautiful. I love myself as I am. I feel healthy and confident. I always, I tell some of my clients, I'm like, when you walk past the mirror, look at yourself and say, damn, you look good. Like you look good because you're starting to reprogram your mind. And so the biggest thing with shifting your belief, especially at the beginning when your reality is so far from the future that you desire, sometimes it takes baby stepping those thoughts and baby stepping those beliefs. And it's just shifting it to the next thought that feels a little bit better. So it's not necessarily leaping to that end goal, but what's a thought that feels a little bit better than I'm battling my body, the weight's not coming off. Again, it can be that little shift of this workout program is working for me. This workout program is exactly what I need. Or like Joelle said, I am starting to work with my body, not against my body. And it's getting your belief around that. And then once you can feel that and start to experience that, then it's taking that next step. What's the next thought that feels a little bit better? Mm -hmm. And it's so many times, some of the stories can be very deep, like the one I shared, but then also there are some little things that women say that are beliefs, but they're saying in a sort of snarky or quirky way where even some people are just like, I I'm addicted to sugar. It's like, okay, well, if your goal is to nourish your body with more healthy foods, but you're constantly telling yourself, I'm addicted to sugar, what is your outcome going to be? Like, what is your outcome going to be? And no, maybe you can't get behind being like, I eat completely plant-based, organic, protein-rich diet. Maybe it's just like, I enjoy having fruit in the afternoon. Like maybe you're just rewriting the smallest story first until you get to the point where you're like, 
my body feels way better when I'm eating fruits and vegetables. I feel like I'm not as hungry when I'm making sure I'm getting enough protein. And you start identifying as the person you want to become instead of just living in all of these conscious or subconscious, not even aware of rules that are spinning in your head. Like I'm addicted to sugar. Everybody in my family struggles with weight loss. We like, I see yo-yo dieting all the time. I'm either on plan or off plan or like, just, I have to be this weight to feel confident in my skin. Let's talk about that, Lauren, of like, how can somebody say, okay, how can I start to embody what I want and the type of person I want to be at that level instead of just solely focusing on a certain number or a certain pant size? So this is a really good one. This is an exercise that Joelle and I did together. And I just asked her a simple question. I said, what does the Joelle who is at her ideal weight, ideal body, what does she feel like? Like, how does she feel? What does she do for exercise? What does she wear? How does she talk to herself? And from that conversation, just that one question, she said, and you can tell them this, she was like, well, the Joelle doesn't care about the scale. Joelle doesn't care about the number on the scale. Joelle, you know, this Joelle feels super comfortable wearing a certain type of clothing. This Joelle does this, just this Joelle feels this way. And so then from there, the next step is, you step into doing some of those things. So you start, so she threw away the scale because next level Joelle, who is at her ideal weight, doesn't care about the scale. So we have to bring that version of her into her current reality. So she threw away the scale. She started wearing some of the clothes she desired to wear when she got to that point. And that really started bringing that future version of her into the here and now. So maybe you can elaborate on on that. Yeah, that exercise was so, I'm so glad that we did that together because Lauren was actually giving this to me as an assignment to do with all of my 2021 goals. And I was like, Lauren, let's tackle this weight one because I know it is, it has wrapped up so much of my thoughts, so much of my mind, so much of my conversation. And so she's like, okay, write down the goal number. Okay, write down those things that she just told you. And then when I was doing that, you guys, what I realized was it is not even about that number. It's about the outcome. I thought that hitting that number on the scale would bring me to this outcome. But when I looked at all of those things, like what kind of workouts would I be doing? What would I be wearing? Would I be weighing myself on a consistent basis if I was at that weight? And I was like, no. And then it was like, okay, then get rid of the scale. And I was hesitant to that. But what I then realized is it freed me up to looking for measurement and progress in other ways. And it's been over a month now. I have not stepped on the scale and my feeling is 100% what, how I feel right now is 100% what I thought I would feel like when that weight happened, I don't know if that weight has happened or not. I don't know if I'm higher or lower, but what I do know is when I went through this exercise and this activity, I was like, okay, I, I see those questions, like the outcome of those questions Lauren asked me. 
And she also had me write the essence, which we can kind of talk about and cover too. And I was like, I want the essence and the action. I don't even really care about the number on the scale if I'm feeling confident. Cause some of mine, you guys were, were to, um, complete our nine week control freak program with my cycle syncing method. And then there were things like meditate more frequently. I would intuitively eat. Like she asked me that question, would Joe, like, would Joelle be tracking or measuring with containers or writing every single thing down that she ate? And I was like, nope, no, I wouldn't. I would just make sure that I was eating well-rounded, healthy meals at each meal and feeling okay with that. And then also, you know, like I, I wrote this all out even more in depth. Like when I do like look at my food, it's with nourish and delight. It's not with this is healthy. This is a treat. It's nourish and delight. Whether I'm eating something healthy, it's something I enjoy. I'm having both nourishment and delight. If I'm eating my favorite cheesecake from my favorite restaurant, that is delight and nourishing for my soul. So that's how my food perspective would be at that goal weight. And then when I looked at that list, I was like, wow, I can do a lot of these things already. Self-care things like going to a particular chiropractor, wearing tight shirts with confidence. I, for one, had this limiting boat, like this, these stories in my mind from family members and other people around me that you want to wear loose loose fitted shirts that are like, you know, like tunic style shirts that hang down to hide your tummy. And like, I learned this when I didn't have a tummy to hide, you know, like I learned this when I was like little high school, Joelle, that weighed 109 pounds or something like that. Like I learned, that was a belief that I learned at a very young age. And then when I became a mom and had gotten imperfections on my tummy. I'm like, oh, I need to wear these loose tunic style shirts. But then now I wear these tighter, more fitted shirts. And I'm like, I look way better in something that is like along the lines of flattering my figure than the big stuff. And I actually have been working with Jamie Baker. She's going to be on a podcast here where she is a professional stylist that now works with women who are moms to feel comfortable in how to dress based on our own body type. So I started even, that was something on here too, is like feeling confident in my clothes and knowing how to dress my body. And me, somebody who has a really short torso, big, long hanging things do not flatter my figure, even if I was at like the lowest of lowest of lowest weight that just doesn't look flattering on my figure. And now I'm starting to be the person that I thought the number would give me, if that makes sense. That makes so much sense. And this is the trap that so many women fall into. It's you think that you're going to feel a certain way when you hit a certain number, but that is just an arbitrary number. Like there's nothing that says that you're going to feel that way when you hit that number. And isn't the end goal feeling a certain way, right? Like isn't the end goal feeling strong, feeling energized, feeling healthy, feeling light, feeling lean, whatever the feeling is, that is the end goal. It shouldn't matter what the number is 
when you achieve that goal. Like the number is just a number. So it's wrapping our mind around the fact that the number isn't the goal. It's the feeling we're associating with that number. And then understanding that those two things don't have to be linked. The feeling is not intrinsically linked to the number. And the craziest thing to think about is if you don't address these beliefs that you have, you can get to that number and not have the feeling. So that's what happens a lot of times with women who are like, they, they're very uncomfortable with where they're at. It's like, they're constantly seeking the next thing, like the lower number, the next goal, because they haven't dealt with like the inner stuff. They haven't dealt with their inner thoughts and beliefs about, you know, what they desire to feel like. And they're so attached to that external number. Um, but one other thing I wanted to talk about is you were talking about the I'm addicted to sugar, like the way we talk to ourselves. And so one cool thing about our brains is our brains and particularly our subconscious mind are our best friends. So our subconscious mind agrees with everything that we tell it, like a best friend, even though a best friend shouldn't necessarily agree with everything you tell tell them. But uh, so if you tell your subconscious mind that you are addicted to sugar, your subconscious mind says, yes, you are addicted to sugar. If you tell your subconscious mind, or if you are constantly telling yourself that you are the type of person who cannot work out at home, your subconscious mind says, that is correct. You are the type of person who cannot work out at home. And the way our brains work is our brains then search for information in our external environment to reinforce that belief. So what happens so often is we try to change. So you've been telling yourself you're addicted to sugar for so long, or you've been telling yourself you're not an at-home workout person for so long, potentially years and years and years, to the place where you have this is a subconscious belief of yours. It is part of your personality. It is part of who you are. Now, all of the sudden, you're trying to change. You're trying to work out at home. You're trying to, you know, ditch the sugar habit. And you find yourself constantly falling into old patterns. And so many women think it's because they don't have the motivation. This has nothing to do with motivation and everything to do with your subconscious beliefs. What's happening is you're, you're trying to change and your subconscious mind is saying, wait a second, no, 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 no. You have told me for years that you are not an at-home workout person. You have told me for years that you are not a morning person. You have told me for years that you are addicted to sugar. Now you're trying to do this other thing? Uh-uh. Like, this is who you are. Our subconscious mind runs the show 95% of the time, which is a scary thing to think about. And so it takes work at the beginning. It is like takes a lot of conscious effort because you are overriding, you are changing subconscious beliefs that have been there for a long time. And so if you constantly find yourself slipping into old patterns, that is why. It's because that belief is so strong. And so you have to make that conscious effort. And the part where people slip up is they think it's going to be like that forever. So like, it's going to be this hard forever. It's going to be this hard to work out, out at home forever. It's going to be this hard to eat healthier forever. And that's not the case. It's just that hard at the beginning because you're going up against those subconscious beliefs that you have as you do it more and more and more and you start adopting these new beliefs, it gets 
easier, you guys. It gets easier. And then you become the person who is not addicted to sugar and you become the person who can work out at home. Um, but that, that plays a huge role in it too. It's just the way that our brains work. Yeah. So this is your permission to become your number one hype girl. <laughs> when you're, when you're re- rewriting these stories and especially the one, you know, you talked about with waking up early. If you wake up early one morning to get a workout in, you can start telling yourself, I worked out in the morning. I'm a morning workout person. I worked out in the morning. I'm a morning workout person. And just live in that day, live in that day. And then like count your every, count every single win, count every single win of whatever it is that you are trying to rewrite. You know, when I was working on that story of my body's working against me and then rewriting it to I work with my body, I really just came from it as I'm learning about, you know, I'm learning about hormones. I'm learning about what's going on in my body. I'm learning about all this and then kind of rolling back to the mindset and what are, how those thoughts are perpetuating on a scientific level, when you are constantly flooding your mind with negative self-talk, that elevates your stress hormones more and more and more and more. And more cortisol means your body is signaling you to hold on to excess fat. I do and have and will, I don't know if it's out yet at the time this one's coming out, but I did record a podcast episode on cortisol And when you are stressing yourself out with your own thoughts, even if you aren't getting in a tough workout, even if you're not um, having stress in your work life, if you are taxing your thoughts with stressful, self-sabotaging, negative self-talk, your body is physically responding to that by sending an off balance of your stress hormones, saying, She's stressed out. There's something going on here. We got to slow down systems. We shouldn't be thriving right now because something's going on with homegirl. But really all that's going on with you is you're feeling shame about what a number on a scale says or that you want to lose a couple more pounds or you think you need to consistently complete programs to a T. And if you go on vacation, that means you failed and you have to start all over again, which Lauren could be the queen of talking about that. That's not a failure, but really giving yourself that permission to start talking positively to yourself again, step by step by step, because your hormones are affected by the thoughts that are going on in your mind, because they're creating these responses of like, what's going on? I don't know if she's stressed out because there's no food around or like there's a life-threatening situation going on around her. Our body responds in that same way. It doesn't know that you're just self-sabotaging yourself by talking negatively. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you went down that road because this is just another way that our brains are so powerful. So our thoughts create emotion. Our thoughts create feeling. Emotion and feeling cause physical reactions in our bodies. And so that's what Joel was talking about with like stressful thoughts creating, you know, cortisol in your body, which holds on to 
which causes you to hold on to weight. So one thing you can do too is, you know, anytime you're feeling a certain way, you look back at what were, what was the thought preceding that feeling? What was the thought preceding that emotion? And I know this was a big thing that you had to work through, Joelle, was this idea of like all of these negative thoughts creating like this constant stress response in your body. And I know there are so many other women who are doing the same exact thing. This is the person who's working out, eating healthy, doing all of the things and not just the weight is holding on. Like it all starts with your mind on so many different levels. And so often we don't even think about our mind. We don't even think about what we're thinking about. (laughs) Yeah. And this rolls exactly into kind of wrapping up here and talking about why you guys should totally hire Lauren to work with, because what she was kind of referring to is this summer, there was just so many things going on in my thought patterns that was I was carrying around the belief of like, I am a terrible mom. I cannot handle being a mom and all the stressors that come with it. I'm doing a terrible job. And, you know, saying those things, like when I let those thoughts linger in my mind, they seemed so real, so valid. Once I started speaking them out loud to like friends and and mentors that I hired, I was like, okay, yeah, they do sound really crazy. And then what I learned was, by holding in these thoughts and these feelings about how I was as a mom and in business and in my body, that was definitely creating more stress response, which meant my hormones being off balance. And once I started doing the mindset work on this stuff, you guys, that is truly when I started to see like so much more progress in my goals because I was not only just learning about hormones and cycle thinking, but I was also letting go of so much that I was internally bottling up that was causing stress, that was causing resistance in my body. And so like, this is just wonderful to wrap up with because it, it is, it's not just about what weight you want to be. It's not just about dropping pounds. It's about really becoming the best version of you in all areas of life, which is why I will like shout from the mountaintop that every woman needs to have support system that's there for her to work through these things without judgment, without emotional attachment, you know, because like if you bring this type of stuff to your significant other family members, they may take it personal and it has nothing to do with them. It's just what you're, you're processing yourself, right? So Lauren, why don't you go ahead and share with everybody, you know, how they can connect with you, what you've, what you're working on, who you help and who you serve and where they can um, find you as well. Sure. So you guys can connect with me over on Instagram. My profile is Lauren underscore Francois. That's the main place I hang out on social media. And then I'll have Joelle drop a couple links in the show notes of um, some different ways you can work with me. But the main way you can work on me or work with me is through my one-on-one mindset mentorship program. And this is where we really dive into all of the limiting beliefs that are holding you back, that are keeping you feeling stuck where you're at and are preventing you from getting yourself to that next level. So like Joelle said, we can uh, address things like self-care, like your health and fitness. We also can 
address, you know, a business. So moving a current business to its next level, if you're wanting to launch a new business or a new course, and really just getting, identifying the limiting beliefs that have been holding you back, disproving those limiting beliefs and starting to create new beliefs that are really going to support you in where you're going and what you desire to achieve in your life. So that is the main way you can work with me right now. And uh, thank you so much for having me, Joelle. You're welcome, my friend. This conversation is kind of hilarious because it kind of feels very formal compared to how we typically are talking. You guys know. know that I have my Fit Friends episodes where I bring on a friend. It's mostly been Lauren Ricks right now, but I'm like, I could totally have Lauren Francois on for more episodes where we really just rant about all things and talk about all kinds of topics and have sidebar tangent conversations that I know you ladies listening love to hear. And But this was really kind of like our formal chit chat, like who oh, are yeah. we? Like our fancy <laughs> podcasting setups and, and everything like that. But we'll definitely have Lauren back on the show. I'll leave all the links and everything on um, the show notes of this podcast. And thank you, Lauren. This is so awesome. Thank you. Yes, we should definitely have an informal girl chat because we can talk all things mom life, business, health and fitness. All, all, in, good all stuff. in a 10 minute time increment. <laughs> yeah. like the 10 minute time increment that will last like an hour and a half long. <laughs> no shame. No shame. All right. Thank you, my friend.